0: Hello, and welcome to a Mind Matters podcast, presented by A Life for Change, where we talk about the who, what, where, how, and why we as a community can make positive changes. The win is up to all of us, and it starts with you. <clears throat> Before I start, let's get into a positive zone, and I'll share my thoughts on a question from graduate thrivers, Pazcard. The card drawn is blue for self-esteem and values and the question is what is your favorite game or toy i'm not one for games and i'm more into books than big kid toys i like to play random board or card games every now and then but that is because i tend to eliminate what is not productive to fit in all that is i do find playing Candy Crush quite relaxing, and I enjoy deciphering the winning combination of moves resulting in validation. My brain is still just as sharp as it was before I became an emotionally sensitive person. However, I enjoy creating games and activities for the children, and have even created one for emotional hygiene practice. This is Season 2, The Role We Play, Episode 1. Your role is always aligned to your purpose. For many, the unknown role played is their purpose. Not everyone can have a purpose that makes big, impactful waves in humanity. Most live innocuous lives, and are unknown outside their centralized socio-demographic dra- demographics. However, their purpose becomes grand in being the initiator of a chain reaction that leads to a grand purpose taking place. In season one, we talked about learning to understand yourself. In this season, we will discuss the role we play when interacting with the world around us. Of course, there are some who are content with floating along, fitting in, and doing what they are told, never questioning the whys of life. For those of you who find yourself asking, what's the purpose? We are about to get deep and take ownership of our journey. Are you ready? Your role is always aligned with your purpose. On one of its many levels of playing fields, where the architect is chosen by you, if it is not you and what is intended continuously presented in opportunity that, once seen, can be seized. We are all connected by energy that constantly exists, connecting the trinity of intangible properties of space, time, and elemental matter producing perspective, consciousness, that seeks to experience, understand, and grow recurringly. This energy is what creates the different fields on which we play by existing, as coined, the game of life. We all interact intertwined in a web that weaves through distinct levels, from cosmic to personal, where each small choice influences the grand design of the universal big picture. You might think, as many do, that you are the only player that matters, similar to playing a video game, where everyone else is a non-player character. there to provide information or help you progress in the game. According to the University of Florida, there are about 100 trillion cells that make up the human body. A new mega-science endeavor will catalog and image each of these 200 or more types of cells from the 80 known organs and identify the genes that are active in these cells each one of those cells are important to making us function just as each one of us is important to making the earth function which is just one of the organs in space that is the universal God for whom a second is a yuga cycle for us just like our cells serve their individual function their cell groupings function our organs function And therefore, us, by following instructions from a primary organ, the brain, aligned to a secondary organ, the heart, regulated by the lungs, we serve various levels. We are always playing on the universal game board, which has a constant purpose for us that is to experience, so that the universal brain can record information in the Akashic Record as a code all within can understand. When we experience life, we present results to the grand query of possibility that expands eternity. Stepping down a level, we get to the timeline game board where we design the progression of our lives, past, present, future, and afterlife. All the great faiths of the world have described this interactive play as being done by the subconscious by applying a value to our experiences and reporting the plan as well as the results to the Akashic to be processed on the, very, on the previous game board. The next game board is Earth, which most of us realize how our plays impact but rarely consider our actions as a play of hand or how we transmit the energies that run through her like nerve fibers within us. When we learn to recognize the life force of Earth, our conscious connection allows us to make plays with the intention of allowing Earth to provide ample resources to make the game of life easier to play. Having those resources is beneficial as the next level down is a maze of choices that form a map of the world we live in where we decipher the plays put out by the millions of other players and determine our stance in life by creating our character's avatar, adjusting the appearance, picking different tools from inventory, and changing our environment with each new set of choices played as each takes their turn. These choices happen in real time. One more bird down which displays the environment we are playing in at the time. At the environmental playing field level, we receive our source input and determine how we wish to perceive it. Opportunities, tests, and lessons are presented at this level in connection to plays made in the previous levels, giving us three play choices. Play, observe, or pass. When we play, we record either a positive or negative perspective of the moment that will be remembered for plays in the next level down. Observing follows the same scoring, but has a lower value concerning the effect on the preceding levels. Passing is to ignore reality, which is to limit the resources available in your character's inventory. Your reality is the next level you play on where you interact with your perspectives in the moment of choosing either to play the receive energy card or give energy card. When we choose to receive, we allow ourselves to take in as much information about the moment as possible, learning how to grow from it, and leveling up with proper emotional hygiene. Choosing to give is to allow the moment to consume your thought energy and affecting future plays by pacing a lens of pain over your choices. The last playing field is our plan for life, which is the one we con- consciously interact with the most often, but feel uncertain on how to play due to lack of conscious consideration of our interaction on all the other levels. Our choices in each moment not only impact the next moment for you, but ripples into how others perceived the moment. The impact of how your choice rippled to another affects how they choose to play in response. Every second, there are billions of choices happening, creating ripples that hit other ripples, impacting the environmental playing field. Each play on the environmental energy field moves humanity along the time field of eternity, having coded the information into our mainframe. The first choice eventually affects the initial universal board by becoming thought in the universal mind of God by any name. Our role in understanding our purpose is to recognize how we play on all these levels and do so with the intention allowing you to become the architect of your purpose. In faith, it is highly regarded that God is the ultimate architect, and we should just let the colloquial father as the giver do his job with as complacently receiving as the cells of the organ we call earth, the colloquial mother. I believe thinking this way is lazy and certainly not worth us being given bountiful resources. The universal God that encases all these levels is busy recording all we experience as a thought that flashes in its mind, perceiving the information as a code which we understand and innately live by. It is our role to gather the information through our experiences in a way that productively allows the universal God to believe its life is joyous and worth caring for all the cells within that make the whole operate. Being us. This in mind, we have the choice to either be the architect of the information we transmit, allowing the energy waves that connect the levels, or you can let the part of your consciousness that plays with the time energy in eternity decipher all the plays on the table and play for you. When you let time play, rule the plays in your conscious control. You do not allow the moment to be transmitted with the contextual information that emotional hygiene brings and create a disconnect between the emotional impact as it is perceived and reality. Eternity then applies a negative value. To what is recorded of the experience moment, which is seen by time as the opportunity for growth, and you will become upon. in the subconscious you will use to show humanity why it needs to transform into something better by learning its lesson from falling or failing. The you as an important cell that keeps the big picture, the epitome of pulquitude. Alternatively, you can become the architect of your own purpose by recognizing your role at each level, intentionally transmitting information on positive waves by experiencing each moment in its entirety, understanding all the information received from the environmental sources, perceiving it wholly, processing our perceptions with emotional hygiene and designing a path forward that productively gathers more experienced information using all the resources provided to us to live mindfully joyous. Being the architect of your purpose allows you to see the opportunities worth seizing, appreciate all that you have in your inventory to take advantage of the opportunity that was presented to you, and enjoy experiencing life. This form of receptiveness makes you a bigger contributor on the grand scale because you are more able to comprehend the infinite baby steps needed to achieve the necessary growth and align the circumstances required to make your intentions reality through manifested action plans. I often say that I I was intended for a grand purpose of being a sage in the way of compassion but the reality is that I learned as a tripartite self that plays with the intention of fulfilling my role on all levels. I cannot say that what I learned at what point on the timeline of energy of the eternal energy field. But I know I came into this life with a unique way of perceiving the world than most. On some subconscious level, I agreed to experience the moments that hardened most into a dark mass of energy, with the promise to remain a soft light-emitting source that gives energy to others. The universe aligned my circumstances to have a father that gave me the tools to see the world with many with compassion, and the universal mind coded myself to heal emotionally and physically, with ease, so I may lead all the cells, my peers, in knowing they can do the same. My role in fulfilling my purpose was to repeatedly be beaten down until I learned all the lessons I share in my words herein. The blow that gave me the authority to step into my role as a sage was certainly not one I planned. I saw my son's future as clear as I saw each moment that he experienced, but the part of me that exists externally, interacting as a memory or thought at each micro-interval on the timeline, the part of me that is a cell within the universal God that receives electrical message signals from its mind formulated in conjunction with the player that is Alex, my son, at the same level that it was the best way for me to learn the lesson that gave me my Akashic Certificate, allowing me to be one of millions who will guide those we interact with, to see it's time for humanity to heal from its emotional wounds with compassion and understanding for each other on all energy levels. It will be these million souls that will become the beacons that alert others to seize the moment to heal when the opportunity arises for them. The opportunities being presented to everyone on earth at this point on the eternal timeline are that of healing as a global purpose. As we walk into the emotional age for humanity some will seize the moment to help culture learn to heal some will perceive their role in moving resources to aligned efforts many will be driven to inspire people to find their life of joy a significant number will guide others to heal by example while almost all the rest will be inclined to take the steps to their own life lessons so they can see who they are as someone who has gratitude for being molded into their true self from each transformational hardship. The healing phase is long and arduous. An age can be thousands of years, and it will take that long for humanity to heal from the emotions we hold when thinking back on our history. It can be hard to see how far we've come when we reflect on the hardships that transformed us. We will understand at the end of this age that we no longer need to use our pain to motivate us to pillage Earth of resources to help us develop because though Earth's sacrifice as humanity has grown from all these lesses, it needed to do so for each human can be a productive member that willingly gives their energy in positive ways to pump quality life through the organ that is earth into the universal god so it desires to treat the vessel that contains the universe with love and respect i believe that this will reflect on us in the next age as we code allowing understanding without communication where we will truly see the whole of each other and all things we interact with, like being able to observe Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson's spaghetti plate, World Lines. For cultures to heal, we need to discover how generational trauma has formed the biases we all live by, like the belief that racism is ever prevalent when it is no longer having been transformed into appropriation and bigotry with only a handful in the latter grouping and most using appropriation to understand what they do not with cultural healing we will be able to share our cultures with pride contributing the best lessons each had to offer so as to show humanity the way to live with experienced peace and commodity. Aligning our use of resources will likely be the hardest battle to overcome during the emotional age as every faction will view their cause as more worthy. It will take strong leaders to find an amicable balance in resource distribution as we consider all the resources a a financial asset to a country. I foresee great political anguish in learning to share for the greater good and perhaps a revamping of what political responsibility looks like. I believe we will see an elimination of party systems and an integration of rotational regional delegates that operate much like the United Nations except, I'd hope, without influence of the world financial leaders who should be considered equal to all in the eyes of the law instead of above as they are now, keeping status labels and commercialism in play. I predict that there will need to be an increase in localized work opportunity allowing for skill redistribution extending beyond the institutional qualifications by valuing drive, interest, and dedication to improvement more than documented curriculum vitae. Sorry, we are already seeing an uptake in inspirational influencers who are promoting mindfully intentional living by being connected to all things in the moment through grounding and focused movement that connect our senses to our emotions, aligning our mind and body to better hear the voice of our souls. Martial healing arts have exploded in popularity over the last few decades since life as we knew it changed from mental survival to feeling and understanding. However, there has also been a rise in the use of mental warfare to establish hierarchy, particularly amongst those who fear losing the power they held through our days of being mental slaves across the globe. I am part of the next group, the exemplifiers, those that will live in a way that lets people know it is okay to embrace our B-sides and unmentionable secret sites. These members of society will be combated by the firm believers in the old way and swallowing your emotions, burying your pain deep into your subconscious, putting a smile on your face, and moving on. I used to follow this old way so well, people found my positivity nauseating. I can tell you firsthand that this is the fastest way to depreciate your value, leaving you full of cracks, blemishes, and most certainly a chip on your shoulder that makes life seem overwhelmingly miserable. Although this way of thinking has proven to add a callous layer of tough durability to the human soul, it has also been recently proven to be the cause of the alarming rate of mentally afflicted behaviors and a reality that 75% 75% of society is on the precipice of a nervous breakdown or malfunctioning. Which brings me to the last group that, we will, that will see the opportunities this emotional era will present are those who will feel the need for a change in how we conceptualize the normal way of living. These members of society will find the concepts presented by the aforementioned groups uncomfortable, but worth embracing. They will struggle with upholding the lifestyle, but will still be the champions that make the concepts a coded aspect of reality to accept as normal. Just as they championed in the mechanical era, (coughs) industrial era, time of commercialism, technological era, space age, and so forth, that humanity has already grown through, and transformed from into better humans. They are the champions because they will fall many times. It won't be easy but they won't give up. They will employ those who find it easy to motivate them and weave it into how they raise their children. They are the champions because without anything to prove they will contend with the naysayers calling them weak, telling them they are wrong for falling pray and making them keep feeling small so they can succeed it is the naysayers that all the groups need to shine light on because they cannot see how humanity is adapting and evolving they are blinded by the comforts they found in the way things have been being a way they could master with ease now being asked to understand what uncomfortably conflicts with their coding of what is right and true. They are stuck in a time that humanity is moving away from, unable to see the opportunities presented to them any longer. My understanding of purpose came from my breakdown and introduction to psychological care. Combined with my understanding of political structure and and to some degree The children's movie, Inside Out. Seeing an overlap between our emotional managers, societal operating systems, and the global distribution of function correlating to the formation of our biological systems in connection to the philosophical saying, as above, so below, and the idea that we are part of God being I am or simply what is. I hope that what I have outlined thus far helps you to see the glory of our existence as a most valued cell of the whole that exists, having impact on many levels, being able to design the life you experience, taking advantage of what life gives an opportunity to fill the pages of your life book so that it is placed in the Akashic Records as one of the greatest reads of all time laced with every emotion that connects the reader to you as the main character as you go through edge-of-your-seat drama, balanced by the encouragement of a hero's growth, impacting every intertwined world line with positivity that travels to the farthest reaches as it ripples along eternity of time. As I leave you to think on this topic, I challenge you to think about this mindfulness exercise until then as well. Think about how you live and how you contribute to your li- To how your life is playing out. Can you see the purpose to why your life is important? How can you continue here forward to live with purposeful intention? I will close the conversation by drawing another card from the Positive Attitude Zone, PAS cards for short. The question will be the opening question for next episode. The card drawn is green for creative thinking, and the question is If you could have three wishes granted, what would they be? We will get to that next week, but in the meantime, you can get your PAS cards, Positive Attitude Zone, at www.graduatethrivers.com. That's spelled capital G, small R A D, capital U, small I T, capital T small h r i v e r s dot com stay wonderful wholesome happy open-minded and natural smile as much as you can and take care until we talk again this has been Heidi Hardy on mind matters podcast created by a light for change